Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? How you doing, man? All right, just trying to stay dry up in the Northeast here, bruh. Oh, I know. I uh, <laughs> a coworker reached out and was like, I, I was looking at the weather map today, and so Gloucester's way north, not way, but much more north than uh, where I am in Dedham, and she's like, yeah, and it, it looks like there's going to be a weird pocket um, around Friday that you guys might get snow. And I was like, no, that's, that's unacceptable. I can't. I just can't. So yeah. it, it blew my freaking mind to see the forecast. Like it's like 70, 70, 70, 40, mm-hmm. 70. It's like, what is going on in this freaking place? Like, it's so annoying. It well, is so annoying. Am I, and I don't know what it is. I, it's the temperature change and stuff like that always like wreaks havoc on my like allergies and stuff like that so it's yeah ugh, the, and the it's fluctuation to begin with right 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 so yeah it's 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 not a fun time but but we're on the cusp of some really uh good weather and, and stuff so yeah it's it's finally starting to mostly feel like spring like i can go out on most days now without a jacket of some kind and it's like Oh, the sun. I remember that. That was cool. <laughs> well, and it, so this Saturday was the first time since the fall that I actually went out to the driveway and and filmed and did some projects outside on the driveway um, comfortably. So mm-hmm. it was like it was like that was yeah, that's kind of the kickoff for me is when I can actually get out in the driveway and do some bigger projects and uh stuff away from leather a little bit and stuff i was like just that gonna stuff. say now we're gonna see ethan carter the woodworker and yeah ethan woodworker and guy. yeah some maker pipe stuff coming and uh just some bigger projects which is which is nice i'm I, you know i love the leather as you know but uh i also like sometimes you need to switch it up a little bit so it'll be fun yeah. i'm very happy because last week i finally finally cleared the deck in mm-hmm. my shop mm-hmm. finally it's been it's the first time in months where there's nothing pending for customers now i have a whole new round of estimates that i have to get out to people and get start buying supplies and get the next round of customer orders together but until you do that you you get to do what you want yeah for a little bit I, yeah. I, I i usually give myself a couple of days of just you know sanity and just collect myself and whatever and you know we're we're still in the process of getting the house ready to right. sell so right. you know little things here and there we're still purging i can't just just for the record when you're when you're married nearly 20 years and you're going through the process that we're going through it's when you start realizing you bought a lot of stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's we got bins and bat i mean the garbage men must be thinking are they just going like you know what's that 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 chick from um netflix um marie kondo is that oh, her name? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're just going that way because they're, yeah. they're just throwing everything out. But. Well, it's it's funny. So when I moved down uh, into the house with Bettina, I moved from a one uh, one bedroom condo. I think it was like 675 square feet. Mm-hmm. And so small. And I swear I could have filled and, and this house is much, much larger. And I, I swear I could have filled this entire house with the stuff that I like. It, it's like, a, you know, it's like um like a. Ra- like a uh, rescue raft on an airplane or whatever like you pull the plug and like something that is like a foot by a foot turns into like you know 25 feet by 25 or whatever it's just like everything is expands when you actually unpack it or well, things or expand to fill the space yeah, given to nuts. them it's nuts i but. believe that was our friends on clamp used a similar analogy from yeah. jimmy this yeah. week yeah. yep 
because you know we listen to Clamp every week and we love <laughs> Clamp, especially Grant Alexander. There's your mention, Grant. Congratulations! I know. I, I, so it, I, he he did listen to the end and he thought that we forgot. So that was, that worked out well. So anyways. we never forget. Never forget. We never forget. Grant is Grant needs a. He, he was joking. I think I think it was him that was joking that he. I don't know whether he said it or somebody else said it that Grant should have his own um, spot on the bingo cards now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You know what? You Grant. Next bingo card. Next bingo card yep, that gets you me got yours for <laughs> sure. Grant. Yep. So I was watching I was watching YouTube a couple of months ago. And I was watching one of my favorite YouTubers. Um I've mentioned her on the podcast before, Jackie, the nerdy crafter. Mm-hmm. And she is she's one of the she's just a great you know, some people are great crafters, some people are great makers, some people are just great YouTubers. Mm-hmm. And they just happen to be the other things also. She is one of the best YouTubers that I watch regularly. I just love her videos. I love her vibe. I love when she has her sister on. And she she was doing this thing where she was she was going to make a creature come out of a Shasta can. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what a cool freaking idea. So she starts up the video and she's like, I found it through this guy who does this. And his name is Steve Casino. And I'm like what there's a guy that does only this spoiler alert so i jump into i jump onto instagram and i'm just scrolling like and scrolling and scrolling and i'm just getting more and more blown away by the stuff that he produced so a couple of weeks ago i'm like you know what i'm gonna go for broke and see if i can get this guy on the podcast well and and i was telling this story right before we got on Mm -hmm. I, I had was not aware and you sent me his feed right before that. And I literally like wrote you back. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> like how, like it would be amazing if you could, if we could get him on. Right. Or something mm-hmm. like that. And in the, in the time it took me to text you that. Yep. I was like, he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> and he's here. We have, I can't believe it. We have a genuine celebrity up on the podcast. Um, the one and only Steve Casino. Hi, Steve. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah, it's like my my kids uh, got done with spring break, so I have all the time in the world now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that a lot. Actually, it's like oh, you know, it's like, you know, kids kids that are actually going back to school, and the parents are just like, oh. I forgot how nice it was when they actually left the house. <laughs> well, I, I, it's yeah. I, I, it's like spring, it's uh, spring break or spring vacation. I'm like, yeah, spring vacation for adults is when the kids actually go back to school, right? Yeah. <laughs> From what I hear, it's the week after. Like that's spring break for that's the adult spring break, <laughs> and it doesn't involve Daytona and drinking and all that other stuff. It's just the couch. <laughs> yep. So Steve, exactly. welcome. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate oh, you're it. You're welcome. You're welcome. We we are just I I to say I'm dumbfounded by the stuff you do is probably the easiest understatement ever. <laughs> so I came into it seeing you making creatures coming out of cans in particular. But then as I go back through your work, I see like, you know, you were <laughs> as somebody once put it, destroying vintage NES cartridges. <laughs> they said breathlessly. And I didn't need, I thought like, oh, so that's where he got to start. But then I go back further and it's like you were painting peanuts. And I'm like, right. this this guy is just like you you just love doing cool things with odd materials. Right, and right. 
I'm 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 totally curious as to how you got started in something so oddly specific, and then because <laughs> you, your skill set is impressive. I see. Right. Well, you clearly know, you can do you can paint. You can you're you're an artist. All sorts of things, right? Like got the painting, right, got right, the sculpting. Yeah. Uh, it's where did how did you get started doing all this stuff? Okay, so basically I had a lot of jobs in my 20s and 30s and got fired from a lot of jobs. But, <laughs> but along the way, I, I picked up a lot of skills. Um, I, I, I started out like out of college doing, uh, what was it? I was making props for TV commercials. And I'd never done oh, that wow. before. But, but I learned on the job, I was making like big giant Snickers bars and, you know, just all kinds of giant razors and one time I had to make like 1500 M&Ms because everything on TV, like all the chocolate and stuff is fake or CG right. now. But when they have a prop in their hand, it has to be real usually. So oh, wow. I learned a lot of that, that job of just making 3D things. I, I went to school for industrial design at uh, Rochester Institute of Technology. Oh, I'm from, Ro- I, I grew up in Rochester, RIT. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah. 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 Look at cool. that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I did that, and I was really a terrible industrial designer. But I, but I, I was into, I was really into caricatures and cartoons, and and I knew you couldn't make a living at that. So I took industrial design. So that that gave me a pretty well-rounded skill set. One and, of the things I, that's that's really obvious. You just, it's funny you mentioned caricatures because one of the things I love about your stuff because you know you're working with, you know, particularly when you do your work with peanuts, is that peanuts are a certain shape, a certain size. So you have to be really good with caricatures and knowing what to exaggerate and stuff to make the peanut work for the shapes. And you always manage to nail the essence of the people that you caricature in whatever medium you're working with at that time. Right, right. So I I moved to New York after college and I'm like, I'm going to be a magazine illustrator. And this is like back in the day when you could like actually do something like that. And uh, and there were actually were magazines and and uh so i i really worked really hard doing like caricatures and and i i did you know i was one of those guys that sat on the street and drew your caricature with a marker really fast and i, I wasn't really good at that either but i i kind of faked <laughs> it and i got in some magazines and i worked really hard and then i just like it was it was really hard and i i wasn't as good as everyone else so i just kind of gave up but that it's like put that skill in my pocket and then later you know i did other things and i i became a toy designer and and then eventually, like in my mid forties, I just I I'd never like done art before, like just art for art's sake. And and like and my my friend, uh, his name is Jason Freeney. He's a he's a well known artist. He does the dissected cartoon characters where you can see they're oh. like skeleton on one side. So he and I yeah, used to work I've together. seen his stuff. Yeah, we worked together at a toy inventing firm, and he we were kind of like in the same boat, like you know trying to get something started and he he started doing that and it, it took off like crazy and and i'm like ah, i really i really need some sort of like thing i really need to do My something angle I, or I, whatever yeah well not even an angle it's just like I, I i hate i really hate drawing and i really hate painting like on a flat canvas mm-hmm. and, and and so i but i do like making 3d things although i, I at that point i hadn't really done much and, and so i I just one day I I was eating peanuts and I drew a caricature of myself on one and I made my friend laugh with it 
And then I, I did it to like all the guys in the office and, and uh, made, everyone laughed over it. And, and then eventually I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, start making like celebrities and just see how it goes. And, and they're terrible. Like the first ones are like God awful because I didn't know it. I, I had to relearn how to paint because it had been like since high school that I did it. And, and I just started doing it. And it's like, Holy crap. I can see, I could see things really small and I never knew I had that skill, but I could paint like, you know, eyelashes on a, an eyeball, like in half a millimeter. <laughs> and, and, so I was, I was walking around with that skill all my life and didn't know I had it. And I didn't, I didn't need corrective lenses or anything. And, uh, it just, I just started doing more and then I posted them online and, you know, the reception was really good. So I did more and then people started hiring me and then, and all of a sudden, like TV channels were calling me, and, and it just, it, you know, I, I got on Good Morning America, and just Ripley's Believe It or Not, you know, it just, it all happened in like three months. Afterwards. How, like, yeah. I can't even imagine that. Like, what, like, was it kind of like a whirlwind? Like, was it, I mean, I, I imagine myself, if that happened to me in three months, I'd just black out for three months and be like, <laughs> what? I, I did, you know. Yeah, I've been sitting around doing well, not doing nothing. I'm by day, I'm a toy inventor, but Mm -hmm. this is something entirely unexpected. You know, just because social media, like before, you know, if you wanted to get work or get in a magazine, you had to go through an art director and all this. But now you could just Mm -hmm. post it online and everyone can see it. It's it's crazy. It's it's crazy because you you said you have an ability to work in small scale, and I don't think anything is a better demonstration. I mean, the peanuts are tiny, but just to like screw with people, I feel like you just started painting on Tic Tacs. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> what the peanuts were too big? Like, what are you talking? <laughs> well, it, it's it's funny that you say that because I was watching the uh, Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. um, one, and to your point, I didn't know first of all that they even made paintbrushes that small, and then the fact <laughs> that you could that you could get a like. Like, like the lines, like the smile or like the, uh, you know, underneath his chin, that mm-hmm. line is so ridiculously small. I don't even like, I don't know how you do that with, with a paintbrush. I, it's just mind blowing to me. It's crazy. Well, if you, if you saw these things that I call hands, you'd be even more amazed. You have like giant li- meat hands. No, little tiny stubby hands. Like my fingers are like, my hands are like the size of a child, but twice as wide. <laughs> that, can that be the name of the episode uh, <laughs> so yeah the fact that i could get my fingers to do that it, it still amazes me i just i had to relearn how to hold a, a brush and everything so it, 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 okay i'm oh, sorry I've, I've seen because i i was saying that i'd been watched all your youtube videos but it does seem like you don't use any really way out there tools either, like your brushes. What they're just, you know, they're obviously geared towards doing smaller work. But I don't see any crazy things being used to make the stuff that you make. It does seem that you use pretty much off the shelf stuff to do what you do, which is even more amazing. Right. I don't use fancy paint or, or my paints a dollar forty nine a bottle. Uh, that, I mean, that's what I started with. And then I, you know, trying to use like expensive paint, it, it doesn't flow like this paint that I use. Right. It's, it's like, it's, it has, if that's, yeah, at that scale, it has to be very thin. Otherwise it, you can't 
it'll dry like in a second on your brush. I I, I, I think there's like something to that too, where it's like, there's sometimes it's like stepping, you know, uh, getting to the next level or like leveling up in terms of your materials and stuff like that helps your craft. I also think there's something sometimes where it's just like, you're so used to what you're, you're working with that the next something that's supposedly better is actually not right. It's just like, if you're, if you can do it with this, then that's what you want to work with. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and just continue to go with what works. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be any problems. And when I'm done, I code it. I actually, the, the only painting lessons I ever had were in high school and my, my, uh, art teacher was a really good watercolorist. So I paint like I'm doing watercolors. So it just it just transparent washes mostly over everything, you know, when I'm doing a face or whatever. That's really interesting. It's yeah. kind of cra- it's kind of crazy actually to think yeah. like because I when I think when I think of watercolors, I always think you know that washed out, slightly blotchy kind of, you know, generally muted color palette, and then I look at your stuff and it's this bright, punchy. That's the other thing that I love about you. The, your use of color is mm-hmm. fantastic. Like oh, you, you do, you get so much depth and shadow and everything just, you know, just with the paint itself. Like it's, it's really impressive. I mean, I know I'm kind of swooning a little bit and what, but it's just, <laughs> it's, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to someone who's outside of that field. You know what I mean? No, I agree, Vincent too. I'm, I mean, I, like, I, you know, I'm looking at the uh, Vincent van Gogh where like there's so many colors in his face, but there's so much, like that's so small right all the different like flecks of brown and stuff on his face and then and then right next to that is the ghostbusters uh marshmallow man and it's it's all white quote unquote but it's it's not right if it was white it would not have the depth to your point it wouldn't be Mm -hmm. that kind of it wouldn't represent what it actually yeah it's it's it's, i'm i'm amazed because i clearly can't do any of this so i I, (laughs) i'm as well uh yeah I feel like that's well, well, that's the well, big eight, thing, right? Eight years ago, I couldn't do any of it either. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any? Do you have anything that you've done where you just went? I cannot believe I pulled that one off. <clears throat> well, when I first started, I, I made a list of you know all the celebrities I wanted to make, and and I went through them, and there there are some like way beyond my limitations, and then I circled back to them, you know couple of years later and I, I could do them. I can't remember who it is offhand right now, but I just couldn't capture them. And it, it, it's just really all practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing is once, once I learned that I could paint and do all this stuff, I just got bitten by the bug and, and that's all I wanted to do. And I, I just, <clears throat> I, I feel like I wasted so much time because it's like, geez, I could have been doing this like all my life. And and so I'm, I'm playing, feel like I'm playing catch up. And, and I also, I get a lot of commissions and, and I pretty much, I don't, I don't turn down a lot of them, but I do turn down some, but they, they each kind of take me on an adventure. Like I'll do something that I wouldn't have, like I, I posted tiny Tim yesterday, like the old mm-hmm. singer from, yeah. And I would never in a million years do tiny Tim, but I did it and it got, you know, huge reaction from lots of people. Because a lot of people, you know, were fans of his. And, and my my dad. It, 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 <laughs> go 
ahead, my dad sorry. did the creepiest tiny tim impression ever <laughs> and it's like it like haunts me still he, like he can <laughs> he he can he can na- he nails the tiny tim impression um so when i saw that i just cracked up i was like uh but it is quite amazing <laughs> <laughs> the characters yeah, so- are spectacular they're mm-hmm. just spectacular in general but what blows my mind what i think is my favorite work that you do and it's was the fir- like i said it was the first thing that caught me was your things emerging from things mm-hmm. like okay. your ability your ability yeah. to make it look like something is coming out of something is it's uh, it's borderline mind blowing because it doesn't look like it well it just looks like something coming out of something that's exactly what it looks like you you you're sitting there one day and you go okay i've done the caricature thing i've done the peanut thing <laughs> I, I got this Coke can sitting here and why not? And you just decide you're going to make something emerge from it. Like, how did that happen? Cause that's, that's it's, a truly unique thing that I've not seen anyone else do. And now people are starting to learn to do this from watching from you. Watching so. you. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So right, how did right, you come right. up with I, that? I, a lot of people send this to me. Like they, they'll do them and send them to me. I, I should like compile them all and post them at some point. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty flattering because it's like, wow. Uh, you know, I, I inspired these people. So. But how, okay, here's how I started doing it. I, it started with the peanuts. It's like I'd been painting, making little people out of peanuts. And then I'm like, yeah, let's get experimental. And I started doing other things. Like I, I did a peanut and it had me trying to get out of a peanut, like my face. And then I, I just started doing some weird peanuts. And then I did one and it had, it was one of those things, what, what I call an infestation. And I had this monster inside a peanut, like kind of half the peanut was gone and he was emerging from it. And his brain was exposed. And I thought that was really cool. And then oh, I'm trying to think my, my daughter had some deodorant <laughs> and like secret <laughs> deodorant. And perfect. I, <laughs> yeah. And I, I looked at that and I saw the deodorant coming up and I'm like, that could be a brain kind of like this peanut. So I made the leap from the peanut to the deodorant. And I had this like, and I called it my little secret. And it was this little That's so funny. Char- character inside the deodorant emerging. And then I'm like, wow, this is fun. And then I just started, you know, going hog wild, grabbing different cans and containers and Altoids tins and making these monsters. And that was, have you, have you ever actually, done a, I, sorry, no, no. I would just kind of burn out on the peanuts at that point. So I'm like, I'm just going to do 50 of these. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever those, done anything with the comics the peanut comics oh yeah peanuts? yes 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 have i did you, a couple I, um yeah I, I assumed you must have <laughs> yeah I, almost, I started doing i started doing them and then i i'm like i'll get weird with this so then i made like the charlie brown is a newborn infant inside the peanut <laughs> an umbilical cord and, and then i did snoopy <laughs> and I made them like covered with goo, like they're just been hatched. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> yeah, the Snoopy one with the umbilical cord is pretty great, by the way. I don't think, oh, yeah, I gotta find <laughs> that one. I'm putting it in the chat now if you want to see it. It's, okay, it's, right, it's, awesome. it's so good. I think that's I. You know, one of the things that comes through in what you do, there's almost there's almost like a sense of humor to it. Like it's not just you're doing great characters, but like the the infestation ones there's there's almost a sense of humor to them like you have the the rubik's cube with the little guy coming out and he's kind of twisting the cube as he's like it's so clever and so 
it makes you just giggle a little bit. Like it's, oh, this is, he's oh, having thanks. fun with this. Yeah, I tried to make him look like he was really struggling to twist it. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's so much, it's just so, I, I, I don't like using the word fun to describe people's art because sometimes people take offense to it, but it is so much fun. Like, you know, yeah, I showed. Yeah, that's exactly I, what I try to do. Yeah, no, I, I, I think for your son, I mean, it's, it, it is, I truly believe it. It is art, but it, it, but yeah, I think that's, that's part of the, the part of it is that it is fun right mm-hmm. it's that's what it it totally comes across that way and that's amazing i love it i Thanks. sent yeah, a picture i'm not i'm not a very serious person <laughs> <laughs> i sent a picture of um one of the freddie mercury peanuts <laughs> to a friend of mine i was like this guy is coming on my podcast and she's like oh my god is that a peanut <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's a peanut it's a freaking peanut so well so uh, i'm i'm looking at your things and and I had this thought when Vincent first sent it to me. And clearly, so your Instagram uh, profile picture is a peanut wiener dog. And so, I, like, I was like, all right, if if uh, if David Picciuto doesn't know about this guy, like, oh, yeah, but uh, I just looked and he is following you. So he's aware of you because uh, like that was like a no brainer. But the other one and, and I don't know if you if you follow them or if you uh, or if you know about them, but uh, do you know about obvious plant? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Good. Uh, Cause like brilliant, like the two, I mean, if there's a collaboration ever to be had, (laughs) you guys would be so like such a perfect collaboration. I, I don't know. I just see you guys, your work and his work being so perfect together. So anyways, sorry, I digress, but. No, I mean, the magic slate, the shining magic slate would be a, just a perfect real product. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I I, lo- I like that. I also like that a lot of the stuff that you make, it, it kind of makes me feel like it makes me feel good to see that someone I re- whose work I really enjoy is about my age. And the only reason I know you're about my age, I didn't even need to ask your age, but the only reason I knew you were about my age is because the pop culture stuff you like is all yeah. stuff I know. Yeah. Like it's right. not obscure older stuff and it's not like super new stuff where it's like, Oh, I'm just too old to know what's going on with this stuff. Like it's the stuff that I like. And I'm like, yes. Finally, because a lot of people, a lot of people ask me, they're like, Hey, you should do like a Charlie Chaplin peanut. It's like, I'm really not into Charlie Chaplin. Right. Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. It's like, it's 2020 yeah. and you know, I'm not right, 60. Exactly. Well, and I think it's also like it's important to do things that you enjoy, like that you like. I, and clearly, I think that comes through in your work, right? Because you're right. If you're doing something like a Charlie Chaplin and you weren't into it, it probably wouldn't be as good, at, you know, as uh, as all the you know Super Mario Brothers or the you know the Ninja Turtle. Like it wouldn't come across as well because you your heart wouldn't be in it. I don't know. Yep. I actually well, it's opened. Funny because- Oh, oh no! No, a go, lot for it, of, go for it. No, <clears throat> sorry. A lot of things that I do, um, I wasn't into at first, and then somebody asked me to make them. Like I, I never watched Breaking Bad, and and someone asked me to do some Breaking Bad peanuts, and I did them, and that and that's actually the catalyst that made everything happen, because they that went viral, and I would never have done it if someone hadn't hired me to do it because I. I tried to watch the show. I had a couple of false starts. 
And I, I was like, <laughs> ah, I don't want to. And then, and then while I was working on it, I started watching it again. And it's like, oh yeah, this show's great. And, oh, it's uh, true. It was the one of the most binge-worthy shows ever, <laughs> ever, right, ever. Right. So that that happens to me a lot. Um, you know, I, I did uh, Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders, and I'd never. Oh, really? Ne- yeah, I never watched that show either. And then I got into <laughs> it. That show was great. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm, I'm I'm so impressed. Like I even even the earlier stuff. So is this is your Instagram feed like generally chronological, or did you have a bunch of stuff and you just started dumping it up? And the only reason I ask is there doesn't seem to be a, a qualitative difference between the stuff that you first posted and the stuff now. Like it does seem what? like you you were just as good at the beginning, and I know that there's obviously when any whenever you're doing something like this, there's always an evolution. But it does seem like you've always been pretty damn good at what you've been <laughs> posting here. Yeah. Well, I, I would say the first twenty have never been on there. You know, I, I did maybe a couple months ago. I posted like the first nine I ever made, just you know, as a lark. But uh, yeah, I usually don't put them up there because most people don't really. I don't think they'd be interested. Some, sometimes I post like I, in a previous incarnation of my life, I was a toy designer at a toy company and I worked on a lot of goosebumps and, uh, our real monsters toys. And apparently that stuff's very pop. Yeah. That stuff's very popular now, like with the, everyone in their thirties. And so I posted artwork that I did for that. And that actually got a better reception than most, you know, some of the current stuff I'm doing because people are like, Oh my God, you worked on this. I have this toy. You know? Somebody is somebody. Um, R.L. Stein is actually teaching writing for young adults for um, writing YA fiction, and it's like, wow, it's like that was he was like the the hottest thing in YA fiction, and now he's teaching it. It's like it it's kind of <laughs> cool how all these all these people from our childhood are just becoming these like people that are still respected by young by the next generation and generation after that and just seeing saw his, i saw his name pop up the other day and i'm like really rl stein like he's still like i know he's still around around but you know you you see a name pop up that you haven't heard in a little while and you're like oh because he's teaching people how to do this like, wow all right cool pay it forward dude <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. I, I think he's having a pretty big resurgence too yeah well, it, it, it's was, one of these when things. I was a, Go ahead, sorry. sorry. When I was a kid, he, I know him because he was the editor of this magazine that we used to get in school called like Bananas, and it was Scholastic put it out, and he was the editor. And this was before Goosebumps, so I, I was a fan of his from that. <laughs> That's I'm a little oh, bit wow. older. Yeah, I I didn't even know. I honestly, the first I ever heard of him it was funny. I do remember Bananas, um, and I had no idea they were connected. So. This yeah, is why I love this show. Jo- it's always a nugget. <laughs> yeah, he was jovial Bob Stein in that. And he would write these huh. funny columns. <laughs> oh, I get Bob Stein. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Robert. Yeah. I didn't even know his real name was Robert. I was always just thought his name was RL. Like he's one of those people that has an initial for a name. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, I definitely did not know his name was Robert either. I have, um, I saved because I was going through your, because I always, I like to do at least cursory amount of research before the show i'd like to try to pretend that i'm a legitimate host of some kind (laughs) one of my favorite posts of yours was the friday the 13th cartridge Mm, mm -hmm. and the caption on it is this and for those of you that want to get a kind of idea of the kind of sense of humor that steve has 
this is the caption from the the, um, the post on Instagram. Before any purists complain that my colors on Jason are not the same as in the game, allow me to explain. I don't care. Also, please write more. <laughs> please, please write more mean things to me so I can use them to goof on you and entertain sane people. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you get? Do you actually? I know you got. I know you got some crap for the cartridges because I'm as a retro game. I wouldn't call myself a retro game collector. I would definitely call myself a retro game enthusiast. I would never criticize you for what you're doing because I'm also a maker and I appreciate the art, right? Mm-hmm. But I understand where that comes from. But do you actually get do you actually get people that are like critiquing your work? Like as if you're like, no, you're not the best peanut painting guy. There are better. Like, is this is that a thing? No, I get I get I mean, I, I, I recently probably December went on TikTok and that, that's when I started on there. And the people on TikTok, I have to say, compared to every other platform, I mean, they're insane. And they're, they're like, I had a guy the other day. Uh, he, I can't remember what cartridge it was, but he just said that, you know, your art's awful, blah, 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 blah. And I wrote, you're just jealous. <laughs> just, to, you know. <laughs> and you, usually I give him a really messed up answer, but he was just, I went out of his way to just say things that, you know, I know just aren't right. And, mm-hmm. uh, but he's just doing it to be ugly. And he wrote back to me and he said, I've reported you to the IRS for cheating on your taxes and you're going to get audited. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like things like that aren't funny because you can anonymous, anonymously report people for that. That's good and, to know. <laughs> and he just thought people. it was funny. No. And, wow. and it, I, yeah, I mean, I have people going crazy, like, death threats you know it's that's like crazy not really... so that's and that's on tiktok like <clears throat> i'm not uh, TikTok, I, I, well, well, yeah. instagram also it started on instagram and then it, it went over to facebook and uh, reddit i guess they they had a reddit feed about my work with you know bashing me <laughs> and, yeah, and, that's and, insane <laughs> they get really you know what it is and i'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna play try to understand internet yeah. trolls the game but it's like mm-hmm. I I feel like w- people well, are I, very be, Vincent. Before you say that, can you uh, Steve? Can you make uh, in, uh, trolls the game somehow? That would <laughs> be awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Trolls <laughs> the game and then have like internet anonymous like silhouettes coming right, out right. of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's an homage. <laughs> yeah, sorry to cut hey, you hey, off. Hey, oh no, no. Uh, it's, it's sorry. I'm 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 just I love. I love watching I love watching these cartridges come to life and mm-hmm. I'm just uh, as I, you know we just hit an age and I don't know if you've been paying attention to this at all we've hit an age where cartridges are being graded now like baseball cards mm-hmm. right, right. A- and this is like a thing now like graded cartridges like treated like collectible sports cards they've and only been blown on like three or four exactly times, right? only sli- you know the old nes cartridges say only slightly licked you know yeah. <laughs> and i'm just um i can understand almost where if someone's like a serious collector but i've not seen you like okay i understand people have an attachment to super mario brothers but there's got to be about 70 billion of those still out there for right, 35 right. cents and like every bargain bin at every goodwill so it's like you're not taking like rare and specialized cards. This isn't like track and field, you right. know, from Konami. Yeah, yeah, this so, is like, yeah. So what what happened was, I started 
I, I posted a few and, and I legitimately, the first one I did was for an art show. I just thought it was fun. You know, I'm like, Mario's mm-hmm. trapped in his cartridge and he's trying to get out. And, and, you know, got a good reception. And then a lot of people hired me to make more. and I made more and I, I started having a lot of fun with them where I had like uh, the duck hunt dog coming out and he's shooting Uncle Scrooge in his cartridge. It's a great one. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely that's, one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, see, to me, that it's really fun to do that thing. Like, I'm working on one that's uh, Dr. Mario and, you know, Excite Bike, I think it's called? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. motorcycle one. Well, the guy from that's, like, wrecked, laying on the road, slightly bleeding, and <laughs> Dr. Mario is coming out of his car to, to administer first aid to him. So, yeah. now he's doing now he's doing crossovers he's really showing up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so I, I but so people started writing to me and when i was a kid i liked this uh it was al jaffe's snappy answers to stupid questions and it was these mad magazine books and so these people would write me and they just say the most horrible things to me and i think they were trying to pick a fight but instead of fighting with them i would just write insane things back to them and and then I'm like, this is, you know, its own type of thing. So then I started posting my, their, you know, things and my responses. And then that became a thing, but I wasn't getting good enough ones. So then I started pretending like I was destroying the chips inside the cartridges. But actually, they're, <laughs> actually, they're just old, bad chips. But mm-hmm. it looks like I'm taking it right out of there and like throwing it in the toilet and stuff. And then that just makes people go crazy, like just insane, like. Well, like, and enjoy I messaged, the engagement, yeah. right? Yeah. I messaged yeah, yeah, yeah. you. I messaged you like was it last week or the week before when you yeah. posted the turtles in time and you took the chip out, and just threw it in the, chip yeah. in the toilet, so and funny. I got it right away. I just started laughing. I'm like, oh my god, he's just setting everyone's head is just exploding. Looking at this, that's yeah, and that's the one that set off. The, that's the one that set off the evil, like the really insane, you know, people saying horrible things to me. <laughs> And if you watch it closely, the cartridge I take out of it isn't the same one that I throw in the toilet. And then when I flush it, it's not really going down the toilet. I just spliced it, you know, so it looks like it. <laughs> but, pe- but people don't but, care. Uh, trolls right. don't care about They just want to be right, angry. Facts. Yeah, they just want to be jerks, right? I don't understand. I don't understand this tendency to, okay, look, let's bottom line it here, right? It's one thing to want to be angry. At Steve for destroying nostalgia. Wow. Okay, whatever. We get it. But it's completely another. Like, look at his other work and look at how he trolls the people that do this. Do you not understand what he's doing? Like, yeah, they don't care though, Vincent. Like, I mean, exactly. Yeah. I, no, I, no they you, come in out of the blue. They don't bother to even look at my other stuff. They just see one thing and they go nuts. You know? Right. It was like the battery one was another one where it's like, don't do this. What are you crazy? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that was funny. You were practically crossing the streams to these people. It's amazing. <laughs> and the battery one. Like, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No, the battery one, that was completely unexpected. I did not, you know, I wasn't trolling them. I, I just made that battery thing. And I didn't even know what I did with the stuff. You know, it's not like I threw it in the ocean or anything. But yeah, I got I got lectured about batteries and disposing of batteries. <laughs> so good. So, <laughs> I I can't wait. I I one day you're going to use sequins and glitter, and you're going to get a lecture about how that stuff ends up in the water stream, and then you've truly oh, yeah. arrived. Yeah, I just heard about that actually. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's so weird how that just became a thing out of nowhere. And everyone's, everyone just started talking about how they don't like using glitter because glitter ends up in the water stream. I'm like, what are you peeing it out? Like, how is it ending up <laughs> in the water stream? What are you doing with your glitter? <laughs> yeah, right. What, what kind of weird stuff are you doing with your glitter? Exactly. You ritualistic glitter drinking? Like, what's going on in this country? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like if you take a, if you have, wear like body glitter and then you take a shower, it goes down the Ah, uh, okay. It's it, it just, it's tiny plastic particles. So. It's, it's, I just don't go to enough uh, strip clubs, so I guess. I, what go to? No, no, not go to. You're wearing the glitter, Ethan. You're performing. Uh, oh, I, at yeah, the strip I, club. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> for me, it's not really a problem. It usually ends up rubbing off on the pole, but you know, for some people, <laughs> for some people, you know, they, they have the thing. I like this new, and I don't know how new it is, because but it does seem like a relatively new style for you. These um, chunky, um, geometric shape. Um, caricatures that you're doing now and right, I, right. I really like you're doing those those are those are turning out really really neat i like that style now yeah you mean like the, that, that post malone yeah so like, so that was when i when i was a uh i told you i was trying to break into magazines when i was younger and do mm-hmm. caricatures that's what my style looked like but i drew it i did it like almost like block printing looking huh cool wow. and then and then i was uh I don't know. I, I saw this. I found this artist. He's like from Paraguay in, in the 1930s. And he did a lot of like wooden characters and stuff. And I'm like, I'd really like to try something like that. And I I almost like I, I drew my favorite band, the Ramones, in his style. And I'm like, I'm going to make these Ramones things. And I never made them, <laughs> but someone, I was going to say, I was like, like, that sounds yeah, awesome. Someone, <laughs> no, someone asked me to be in an art show and I'm like, and and it was basically you had to do an, uh, a music star that put out an album in like 1990 or something. So That's I, I really did specific. Glenn, yeah, exactly. I did. I had Glenn Danzig, and and I didn't. You know, I, I Danzig's pretty cool, but I I tried to do it in that style, and then I ended up going back to my old caricature style, but with wood, doing it in three dimensions. And then I'm like, this is really fun. You know, it's kind of like primitive folk art. Yeah, and then I, that's exa- and that's I, exactly I, what it is. Yeah, it's like yeah. primitive folk art. Yeah, and then you did the kid from The Shining on the trike. You know that oh, that's yeah. another one. The, the, this style, I mean, this is what I love, and this is what I was this is what I was getting at earlier. Like you 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 don't just do polymer clay. You don't just do acrylic on peanuts. You don't. You seem to be just a genuinely artistically talented person. Usually, people are very good at one thing, somewhat good in another and competent yeah. in other things. Yeah. And you know, you're one of those guys that does seem to nail down whatever you attempt and it's 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 amazing to see that you're as versatile as you are with the skills that you have. Thanks. Yeah, it keeps me from being bored cuz I'm like easily bored. <laughs> so, well, that's we that's yeah, something we that, talk yeah. about. That's yeah. something we mm-hmm. talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, you know, whether it's even for like people like me, I'm a ama- you know, I do a lot of woodwork, but then when I'm like done with woodwork, I sit there and I'll work on some jewelry stuff or, you know, do some, now I've trying really hard and losing my Instagram following a little at a time, trying to learn to draw better and sketch better and do better artwork. And it's, but it keeps you, it keeps your mind sharp because right. when you, oh. when you're bored, when you're bored, you're dull, right? Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And if you just get hung up on something or, you know, 
you just just try something else do like a 180 and just start doing something else and then and it opens up the other side too and you come absolutely back. yeah i totally agree with that even it, if you're not good yeah. at it so what right. you don't have no. to be, you don't have to yeah, be good exactly. at everything and if you do it enough, you probably will get good at it eventually, which is also kind of cool. When I, you, I also think that like sometimes when you do that and you do something that you're not good at necessarily or that you don't think you're good at or whatever, but it, it sparks something and you bring something back to the thing that you're good at from that, oh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah. I think, I, I think that's something we don't do enough of sometimes, like just kind of step away step away yeah. from what your what your your kind of like core thing is and and do something different even if you're not going to be good at it yeah mm-hmm. right a lot yeah. of times i just like i go make bread <laughs> or right pizza or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. that's a that's a so. that's a damn good way to spend your time when you're not making cool art well, now i'm hungry mm-hmm. but bread yeah Bread is bread is always the right answer, and all as yeah. <laughs> the great Sam Adams mascot said, it's always a good decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I lived in the New York City area for twenty years, and I got really used to the pizza there. And then I mm-hmm. moved out to Cincinnati, and they're they're known for their chili, not their pizza. So yeah. it's really hard to get the good stuff. So um, I'm, I'm keep I, trying I, to I feel per- like I should perfect bring you some. <laughs> no, I keep, I, yeah, I keep trying to perfect the New York crust. And, uh, the secret, know, I, the secret is heat. A lot of heat. Right. I heard that's, it was in, it was like the water. I heard it was the water. Yeah, in that's, I, you know, <laughs> I know that people say that, and I there have been there have been people who have done the the test with particularly with bagels because mm-hmm. you really, yeah. I mean, anyone that's lived in New York will tell you you really can't get a good bagel outside of New York. I don't think it's the water as much as it is the people that are making the bagels in New York, and this is kind of where bagels came into the United States. So if anyone's going to be really good at bagels, it's going to be New Yorkers. It's just kind of the way it is. But pizza crust wise, it's really interesting watching, you know, I've watched a lot of food videos in my life and it seems like the main secret to getting the New York style crust is a ton of heat and not like, not just heat on top or heat on the bottom, but a hot surface that it's cooking on. And it's like, oh, wow, that is, you know, that, that is a difference. Like in Chicago, they get around it by making everything in deep dishes, you know, right. but apparently. I do like Chicago. Yeah. So not, so too. not like, not like, uh, I don't, we're turning into the pizza podcast, but, um, <laughs> like not like a, so the, like Italian, um, pizza ovens, you know, that people bring, mm-hmm. you know, paint. Ton, I mean, mm-hmm. ridiculous amounts of money to bring ha- an authentic, you know, pizza oven over uh, the ceramic ones or whatever. Yep. There's that, a reason. There's a but, reason they they pay for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's but that's <laughs> super high heat, and they cook in like seconds, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you, what they do, what people don't realize is that in a lot of those ovens, the 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 fuel source is not under the pizza; it's in the back of the oven. Right. It's it's around it. And but, that, but that's not that's not New York pizza though. No, right? that's I mean, that's more of a traditional. Yeah, that's yeah. more of a traditional right. Italian type, like a margarita type pizza. Mm-hmm. Right, but New York, New, they even, have those, gri- those grimy stainless steel ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But those, the inside of those is basically. I mean, at the very least, you should have a pizza stone if you really want to nail it down. Like that's, I feel like that's the thing that most people don't realize is it's the flat, hot surface, 
not like an oven rack or okay. a pan. You oh, yeah, cannot no, definitely that makes it. Yeah. And we have a piece of stone and it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. If you have the patience to leave it in the oven for a couple hours before you're going to use it and then make your pizza on that, it makes a huge, huge, huge difference. But uh, yeah, there's your uh, pizza segment for the yeah. week. <laughs> but okay. yeah, that is the one Good. thing. There's a lot of things like I went to Cal. I, was, I lived in California for a month, a couple of years ago. And all I wanted was a slice of pizza, and I could not get a slice of pizza. They, anytime I went into a pizza place, it was like, oh, yeah, we have pizza. We have pizza. And the pizza was these little tiny pizzas. You, you had to order like a whole personal pizza. And it wasn't – the crust wasn't right. The sauce wasn't right. It was like, oh, I can't wait. That's the one thing I couldn't wait to get back to New York for. I think it was like the first or second night I was back, I had pizza for dinner just to kind of replenish my pizza memories. <laughs> So, so I got a question back on bagels. So, Steve, did you ever get to Brighton when you're in uh, at school in Rochester? Yes. You know, it's funny. I just met someone from Brighton like a week ago, who's uh, my so daughter's that's why I grew up. But, <laughs> but we. Uh, so I will. I honestly, Vincent, and and I understand how obnoxious this is because i know everyone <laughs> says the their bagels oh boy. I, I will say that we have some fant- phenomenal bagels in brighton new york um and uh so yeah so I, I don't know if you ever went to so there's a bagel bin there's bagel land there's a bunch of bagel places in brighton outside of brighton i can't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put my, you know i'm not gonna lay my uh you know uh i'm not gonna uh you know put my foot down but <laughs> in brighton those bagels are fantastic and i will put them up against new york bagels well i mean they kind of are new york bagels well i mean they're still in new york for sure yeah for yeah sure. i but think not, I, not new york city bagels, yeah i yes. feel like i feel like new york city doesn't have the lock they think they have but i think as long as you are connected in some way to people from new york i think you're good okay. as far as All your right, bagels fair enough, go fair enough because yes, like if you want to know what a bad bagel is, as much as I love Duncan, their bagels are the yeah. literal worst bagels ever. Like yep. they're, yep. I'd rather have oh, a frozen they're, they're, bagel from like Lenders. Awful. Yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah they're, Lenders. They're not bagels. <laughs> that was the first bagel <laughs> I ever had. What? Really? And you had another one after that? I <laughs> know. <laughs> it didn't ruin you for all other bagels. <laughs> No, no. I mean, uh, you know, as a kid, like I, it was, I was first introduced to bagels maybe at the age of like ten, and they were mm-hmm. those frozen ones in the grocery store. And my mom yeah, brought them. Or is it like hey, Tom's or try something? These lenders called bagels, L- lenders, <laughs> and they had like no, egg lenders. bagels. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. All, all about the lenders. I remember. I remember. I, it's weird how things like come back, like. You'll see them and you you won't think about them for a while and then you'll see them in a store and go, those are still around? Wow, right, right. Cool. Yeah, totally. So Steve was telling us before the show that he's going to be in doing an art show in October in LA. And I always find those interesting because it's something that, you know, it's not a world that I live in, but I always find it like as someone who makes stuff, like, what do you do to prepare for something like that? And do you have an idea of what you're going to bring? And what's your process for getting ready for something like that? Um, I usually do it through panic. And, <laughs> but actually, this time, I've, I've, had, I've had a long time to plan. So I've just kind of compiled some ideas about things I want to do. 
And right now I have tons of commissions, but at some point I got to put the brakes on those and just start doing stuff for the show. And um, it's basically it's it's I, since I do a lot of different mediums and, and things like that, I I'm you know try to represent each of them, you know maybe three pieces of every style that I work in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've I've had all these ideas for years, and I I'm basically I've been holding them back just for a show, you know, and and uh, hopefully I can get them done. So it's going to be a very busy summer. I'm I'm and, curious uh, about one thing because the stuff you the stuff you make is generally on a smaller scale. Um, right. How does that how does that fill out a show? Like that's got to be kind of tricky because you probably have a a reasonably sized room. You probably have to bring a lot with you, or do you are you no, one of I those? Just, I use I use giant frames. <laughs> like just, really? Or is no, that sarcasm? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because sarcasm. Oh, okay. uh, no, what I do, no, <laughs> what I do, actually like, um, you know, I do a lot of the Nintendo cartridges. They sell very well. And like mm-hmm. no matter any that I make, I, I could sell them like in, in, in a day. So I I frame them, and I do, you know, I they're kind of in a shadow box type situation. So they, you mm-hmm. know, in a gallery, they, they take up some nice space. And so I do those and, you know, uh, I'll, I'll do some wooden toys. I, I do those uh, mechanical wooden toys and I'll have those there. But then I have a video screen that I include where people can come up and press on the screen and see the toy in action because I don't want them oh, touching it so in the gallery. Good. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that a while. And I, I previously I, I worked with Gallery 1988, and I, I still do stuff with them occasionally. But um, I've, I've found a new gallery to represent me, so uh, they're unnamed right now. But uh, they're you know they're very uh, I'm very excited to be working with them. It's a, kind I, of a step I, up. I, I kind of feel like I, small things in a gallery show has its own sense to it too like like uh walking around you like walking around a gallery and just having lots of little art pieces could actually be kind of like intriguing in in an art expression in itself i don't know but right um you know financially it's not the greatest thing to do because i i can everything that i'm selling in that show i can sell in, in the gallery takes a percentage, but I could sell it online and make all the money. But there's right. something to be said about having a show, having like, you know, the press cover it, have friends show up. You know, I have a lot of friends in LA and it's just kind of like a gathering and it's, it's really fun. And, and that's what I look forward to, especially after, you know, a year I was this, I was supposed to have a show last fall and I kind of had to cancel it because COVID messed so many things up. And they didn't have an actual opening. So it's like, it seemed kind of pointless. Right. Right. You know, you can't actually go to the gallery. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess there's, there's the, there's the sales from a gallery show, but there's also the exposure from a gallery show. Right. Right. And And camaraderie from, (laughs) yeah. Camaraderie and also (laughs) news publications or mag, you know, any kind of like that kind of press is also part of a gallery show, right? I mean, I would assume. Right, right. I've never done one. Right. Do you have Do you have like a bunch of pieces that you're going to bring with you that are already made, and you're just going to add to it to fill it out, or are you going to do all new stuff for the show? 
It's funny because I do have a stockpile of things. That it, it's basically things over the years that I don't want to sell. Like mm-hmm. I made, uh, mm-hmm. I made my one of the, the first things I ever made were the uh, the Ramones, the band, and I have them in a miniature CBGBs, and it just they're my favorite band, and that's my favorite piece I've ever done. So I, I'm never selling it, but I have a lot of pieces like that, and it's not like I get attached to my work, but there's certain things that. You know, if like say the local library wants to have a little exhibition, I can just bring it there and lend it to them for a little bit. Right. Uh, yeah. So I keep that, but yeah, this is going to be all completely new stuff that hasn't been seen. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Kind of like, yeah, I like, kind of want to go out to LA. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. Like well, one of the things I'll give you a sneak preview. It's it's a uh, three Mario cartridges, Mario one, two, and three, and it's Mario. Uh, poop, shower, and shave. And the first one's on the toilet. <laughs> the second one is in the shower. So it's a cutaway. And you see Mario inside the cartridge, like, you know, just doing daily activities. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> amazing. See, that's exactly the kind of se- that when I said before that I love the sense of humor. <clears throat> yeah. In the world, yeah. Right. That's exactly what mm-hmm. I was talking about. Like, I, I could just, yeah, of course. Of course, Steve would do that. Of course, <laughs> right. he would. Like, it just makes perfect sense that he would do so that. So funny. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's great. I, 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 it's it's kind of cool that there's, you know, you've seemed to have found a niche that resonates for people. And that's it's really cool when you not only because niching down is like the thing. Everyone wants to niche down. But sometimes you niche down and you basically clear out the room and you're the only one in it. But you seem to have found a niche <laughs> where you get it. You've niched down to an area where people are like, this is the coolest thing ever. I need one of these. I need a piece like this. And not only do they need like the stuff that you're already making, but you know, if you're doing commissions, that means people go, this guy is exactly the guy I need to get Leonardo da Vinci's, you know, the, that, the, what's the, the, the man called, Oh geez, lost my train. Oh, yeah. I, 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 know, I know what you mean. The, yeah. I need this with on your, a walnut. The arms up. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Vituvian man, the Vituvian man. Oh, right, I need right. the Vituvian man on a walnut shell, and I know just the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, oddly, oddly enough, I I, uh, I made that tiny Tim peanut for someone, and it was given as a gift to another person. And the per- the gift receiver liked it so much that he he contacted me, and he wants me to d- design his crypt that he's going to put his ashes in when he dies. That's crazy. <laughs> because because <laughs> he saw he saw my attention to detail and wants to hire me for that. So, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. And it's like, you know, I'm always up for it. It's like an honor, for, but also really yeah, weird, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very weird. But it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. No, that's what so, I mean. I, I, yeah. I, I, my first instinct was like, that's weird and creepy. But <laughs> at the same time, that is a super honor. And also like a really kind of beautiful thing too right i don't know right I, I think it's like it's a miniature of something in his life that you know right uh that, that exists now hmm. and he went i love wants his ashes love, there forever yeah I love, totally. I love the one you so. posted i love the one you posted today by the way the nesting dolls and that was another thing it's like oh now he's doing nesting dolls too like mm-hmm. and <laughs> there it's it's just i god you just i'm almost like I one of the, I love watching your work, and that's one of the reasons I follow you. But I'm I'm waiting to see like what the next thing you're going to do is at this point because it's like 
you know, there's all you'll do it for you'll do certain things for a little while, and then it's like, oh look, like even with the walnut shells the other day, it's like, oh look, I do walnut shells too. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's <laughs> just making this whole. You you it's I love that you're just like I want to try something else today, and you just do something else. Like I I I really 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 wish that I had that ability to shift gears like that, and I know. I, I kind of stay within the range of the things I do. I do switch up what I'm doing, but it's all things that I do. You're kind of doing, you're just taking new materials and just like opening up new possibilities with them. It's just such a cool thing to do, man. That's just... Okay. I have a question for you because that it, it actually is kind of a problem because people <laughs> don't recognize my art from they'll go, Oh, he's the peanut guy. And then they'll see something else and, and they'll like it, but they have no idea that I'm the person who did the peanut thing hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like if you let me ask you i i, I really I never asked anyone this thing if you looked at like a wooden thing that i did could you make the connection between the peanut characters and like the flat wooden people it mm, that's a good question that is a very good question yeah it depends on the wooden thing because some of your wooden stuff is okay. very geometric and flat and flat shaded and then some of it looks like your peanuts, but squished flat. You know, like it has that same okay, level, okay. Of, that okay. same level of detail and stuff. So it, I, I think it would depend on the piece that you did it with, like the the shining um, automaton you did, the pull toy. Right, like, right. I could, I could peg that as yours. I could totally peg that as yours. But if you ask me, if the um, that where's the other one? It was um, hold on, I'm scrolling. It's going with the other, the other shining one with the that's more your style with the square hands and he's holding the axe and it's just a piece of wood. Right. I don't know that I could have pegged that as yours if I hadn't already seen it. Oh, okay, let me. Uh, yeah, so let me give my take as well because knowing you, like a, as people that are following you and engage with you, yes. But I, I, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying because I'm looking at this. I th- maybe the same thing you're looking at, Vincent. The mm-hmm. guy with the the axe and the fist, the three, you know, the three dimensional wood art guy holding the axe, right? Mm-hmm. And then I look to the left, and there's the Batman coming out of the cartridge, which is super like it. I mean, it, it's like I'm wearing 3D glasses, right? Like right. It, they are very stylistically different. Um, so I could see that people that don't that don't follow you and don't under you know don't really understand your brand could see mm-hmm. like could be not confused isn't the right word but those are two different styles yeah. so I could see that being confusing um, but that's not a bad thing though I think I think there there might be a way to kind of like even if it's just like putting putting a watermark really small in the corner or something just to like right tag that's it. a good idea yeah so really small i wouldn't because i don't like when people put their watermarks and it kind of takes oh, over no. too much no i i hate that it's yeah it's but like, like a I little would, way saying, to just kind of tag it <laughs> i was saying the crappier the artist the bigger the watermark 
<laughs> right, right. Exactly. No, exactly. That's exactly. That's that's, that's particularly true in photography, yes. by the way. I just want to point uh, out, like yeah. the, the crappy ones are always like, I don't want anyone to steal this, and you're like, it's like ninety percent of the photos their watermark. Yeah, yeah. No one's right, right, right. Stuff. You're, you're good. But but if there's yeah, I don't know. There's there's you know well. All right. Here's the other thing I will say, and then I'll stop talking. But um, the other thing that I think is so like Jimmy Duresta. He does the like all of his Instagram posts have the right. um like the the uh um, yeah, he and he and I used to work room. Together. Yeah, oh really? Oh in the toy yeah. business? And, and I'm not surprised yeah, yeah. that you said that. I kept wanting to bring that up earlier because yeah. your path sounded very similar to his. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so yeah, funny. I, I but, used to I used to work for him and his brother. That's so funny. I'm not <laughs> surprised though, because like that is I had that thought from the second we started talking on this podcast. But um, but if you look at his Instagram posts, he has the like the black room, uh, uh, dark room, old school photography, like frame that kind of like uh, it's I, I don't know what you call it. But if you look at any of his Instagram posts, he has that the kind of frame on his pictures that if you worked in a dark room, you've seen that before. Right. It's like a kind of a, right. its own border. And that is the second you see that nowadays the second you see that you're like that's a jimmy duresta um instagram post so it's his own that's his own watermark and so there might be a way to do that where you kind of yeah, yeah that's a great idea yeah that's a really good idea wow ethan nice jeez <laughs> humbled <laughs> we're, yeah and we're just like a bunch of artistic peers here i love it <laughs> no that was that's actually really good I think that's what one of the things that is noticeable about Jimmy's videos, though, is, you know, his name is all over the videos, but it's not like a bug in the bottom of the screen. It's right. just that he has his name on everything because right. everybody steals his stuff constantly. Right. And I can only imagine you do you do videos of your stuff. Do you do you have a problem with people stealing and reposting your stuff? And if do you even care about that? Like, I know people who are artists that you know art youtubers and they'll like yeah people steal it so what who cares it's not like they can make it and you know it's not the greatest feeling in the world to see your stuff on someone else's channel but at the same time it's still my work and if people go looking for the work they're going to find me so how do you do you have that issue or do you care or no on on occasion i've had it like the one time someone wrote to me and they're like you're you're on the front page of reddit and it was my shining toy Mm -hmm. and i went on there and of course someone else posted it giving me zero credit and they got all the, they got all the credit for it. Karma they hunters. Taken my name off. They took my name off the video. That sucks. And, uh, yeah, it sucked. But you know, the next day there's a different thing on the front page, and they're still there, right. and I'm still me. Right. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. true. Yeah, and they're not going to be able, make ever able to do that again. That's and true. You are right. right. Yeah. Wow, I hadn't even I haven't even thought of that. Yeah, the Reddit is so ephemeral that it's like, yeah, okay, great. You're you're really popular today. See you tomorrow. <laughs> you come right. back to me tomorrow. Let me know if anyone knows your name. The answer is no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah, I yeah, yeah it, I imagine you people, know you're. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So sorry. Yeah, the delay. No, a, yeah. lot, a lot of um, I I've licensed a lot of my videos to like people who are awesome, like those type of YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. so you know they and they've actually they actually go after people if they steal my videos so that's kind of cool Ooh. 
That's what right. I, I, I do love that. Yeah. I mean, um, whether it be people that going after like people that are stealing videos or like the negative comments, I, I, I truly love when the community just like self regulates. Right. And they're just like, no, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to hate on this person. Cause you are, you're, you're a keyboard warrior. Right. Mm-hmm. I just love that <laughs> when that happens, but. I, yeah, I like do a, feel like a, that that is a thing, right? Like that's definitely a thing where we, we, we've we talked about it a few times where if someone's a jerk in this community, they don't last very long. Like you mm-hmm. just, you're not going to be a jerk and stick around. If you're a jerk, it'll get around and not only will it get around, but it's just going to end you. Like you won't, you'll get to be a jerk once or twice, but once you have a reputation for it, it's over. No one well, can it's certainly it. true on Instagram. It's, yeah. it, it's hard. It's a lot harder on YouTube, I think. And yeah, but YouTube, stuff, but... nobody reads the comments on YouTube anymore. Right, it was exactly. somebody. Uh, oh, it was um, it was it was Grant. Was, there's another mention of Grant, but Grant was saying on Clamp this week that he, you know, he used to read YouTube comments because he used to hate his life, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> you had to stop. And <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at too. You know, well, even, it's easy when you only have five. I I read them all, but <laughs> that's true, and it's even easier. <laughs> It's even easier when every video gets one comment. <laughs> yeah, one exactly. Golden <laughs> comment. And then another one telling, I have, you know, every once in a while you'll get one. And I'm just very excited about my Nigerian lottery winnings because one day, one day I'm going to be very rich with Nigerian dollars, y'all. And I'm going to remember all of you when that time comes, I promise. I, I love when, uh, what is that? Wood, I think it's wood pricks is the. What? Yeah, no, there, there's some like it's uh, I think it's like a, it, it's obviously some kind of whatever, but I think it's called it's W-O-O-D-P-R-I-X. I think that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, they, they they post something like on one of my leatherworking projects and they're like, oh, I made this. Uh, I also made this wood wood woodworking project. Click here. I'm like, yeah. All right. So <laughs> leather wood. Yeah. No. Not today. <laughs> Not today. Um, this is usually around the time of the the episode where we do our things of the week, and we're going to do something a little different this week because, well, let's just say Steve brought a gem. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we are going to do Steve's last. Um, we're going to do Ethan. You're going to go first. Then we're going to do what Steve brought, and then what we found while we were talking about it in the halftime show, which didn't get recorded today. Sorry, but that's okay. We never play the halftime show for anyone but ourselves um, because we're greedy that way. Um, uh, Ethan, do you want to, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first or you go for it? Okay. So on Friday and you know, Fridays, for those of you that don't know, I only work a four day work week at the day job. Friday is my um, Friday is my uh, shop day basically. And so on Friday, as I'm sitting at home, sitting down to eat dinner, I got a very nice little package from the fine folks at UPS. And it was from Jeff, a weird guy. And I won't read the letter that came with it because, frankly, it's nobody's business. But it was, it, it, you know, it, it might make me cry. But it, it, it hit me right in the feels. Yeah. And I'm not crying on the show anymore. I made a promise after the last time that I was not going to cry on the show anymore. And I've done a very good job of it and I'm not going to, but I, he sent a couple of really cool gifts. Um, 
Uh, I have, so for those of you that watch the special for the reveal for the Unwrapper Project Challenge, Jeff did the Maker's Magic Toolbox, and Ethan and I were kind of obsessing over the wood that he used. We so, gushed over it if you saw my stories. Yes, it, yeah. it's it was one, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of wood I think I've ever seen. It's gorgeous. And Jeff sent um, Ethan and I um, around to it, which is got to be one of my favorite gags, by the way. This, yeah. It, it's a round, it's literally a round piece of wood with the word T-U-I-T in it. So when you're wanting to put something off, you can eventually get around to it. And it's just so damn funny. And I remember when he started making these and I was cracking up at it. Well, I now have a round to it that is coaster sized and it's made from the wood from the toolbox, which is utterly fantastic. So this is going to be my new desk coaster. Um, Jeff, I don't know, and I'm only saying it on the show because I'm going to forget to ask you, um, but I realized that as we were prepping for the show and I picked it up, whatever we, I need to know your finishing method for these things. <laughs> well, and you said the same thing to me. I don't know. It's like, it's, magic. it's like gold. It's like so silky. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I also have a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful bare naked pen. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, Justin, thank you, because this does have the proper kit. So this will work with my space pen refills. It's very good. I've, I swear, I've got, I've got some, um, some things about me that the people around me seem to have really paid attention. Like I have a coaster, <laughs> which I'm known for making coasters and cutting boards. So that's really cool. And I got a pen that uses my favorite pen refills. It's, it's like, it's like you guys really know me and love me, and I really appreciate it. Um, Jeff, super nice of you. Thank you so much. And what you, the stuff you said in the letter, it really, like I said, it hit me. It hit me right in the feels, and I really appreciate it. Um, I'm speaking for me. I'll let Ethan go in a second, but I really, really do appreciate it. And thank you so much for being along on this ride with this show since the beginning. It's truly, truly appreciated. Yeah, so this is not my thing of the week, but it it, it warrants my thing of the week. Uh, I just reiterate uh, what Vincent said uh, that Jeff, oh, from a weird guy, I absolutely am touched by the things that you sent. Uh, so so awesome, and I love that. I love the to it sentiment. I think it's really important because I definitely am that kind of person that's like, I'll get to that later. <laughs> um so yes thank you for that and then also thank you justin from bear Megid for that for also contributing and taking that amazing wood and making it into a gorgeous pen so thank you guys for that uh just it, it it's just so amazing the the community and i'm always so touched by it so uh yeah it's it's just it's it's just really really nice and it, it anytime i'm feeling like uh, down about anything something like that happens where i get a package like that and and just changes changes my mood changes my mindset and and, and reinvigorates me to keep going so yeah thank you, you guys, guys you guys yeah. really are the best and i'll, I'll yeah. you know for those of you that follow on instagram you know that um i lost my cat over the weekend yeah. mm-hmm. and for those of you that know me you know how important tom was to me and he was in so many of my pictures and so many 
almost every YouTube video, there's at least one bit of Tom meowing in it. There's or been walking behind you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's been a bunch of there's been a bunch of recent episodes where you know you'll hear him in the podcast and. Mm-hmm. He passed away Sunday morning and the outpouring of support that I got on my Instagram was just, you know, because I think you guys understood that Tom, to me, wasn't just my cat. He was like my buddy, my best friend. He was the shop cat. He was the creative director for Handmade by Vincent Ferrari. Right. (laughs) You know, it was it's just this is the kind of stuff that, you know, we talk about the community all the time. The community isn't just people who leave comments. It's people who, you know. It's just the, the the family that you kind of build doing this, and we really really appreciate it. And you know, mean it means a lot. I mean, it really yeah. and it is. I mean, it it's it's it, it you know five years ago you talked about an online friendship and people would kind of scoff at it. Yeah, they'd laugh at you. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But you know what? It, it, you know, you know what's funny, Vincent, is that um, I was talking to Emily of Emily Joyce before uh, our the podcast with her. And she's like, was amazed that you and I had never met because she's just like, I thought that you guys went to a coffee shop every weekend mm-hmm. and hung out. Mm-hmm. And I, that, I mean, that's a, such a true statement is that, you know, that is, that is this day and age, that kind of friendship. So totally. Yeah. So, I, and I just want to reiterate, Vincent, I'm sorry for your loss. I know how much he meant. And, uh, yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I, yeah. I, I, you know, it's he was sixteen years old. That's the right. Bottom no, line, right? And, yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't make it like oh, it's okay then. No, it's no, it's not. No. It's not okay, and it still hurts, and I still miss him. But you know what? He was in the end. He was sixteen years old, and right. he gave a lot. Even up until the last time that I held him in my arms, Sunday overnight, Sunday night, it was just like oh, you know, it's like he was still my buddy, even when he was struggling just to not be puking all over the place he was still my buddy and it was like that's that's just the kind of that's just the kind of animal he was he was just a loyal loving animal and it's it's hard it's it's hard to you know say goodbye but at the same time it's also hard to watch a messy deterioration and i'm glad that it wasn't ongoing weeks and weeks and weeks of him just falling apart like it just right he was fine Saturday morning and he was gone Sunday morning. That's, like, and that, it, to be honest, that's how I hope to go. You know? yeah, so. I'm not going to lie, man. Yeah, After yeah. all the crap I've been through, mm-hmm. I don't want a prolonged, I don't want it to be a prolonged exit either. If I'm heading for the door, I'm running and I'm pushing my hands out to make sure I hit the door just as hard as I can to open it and get right through it. So now that we've had that cheery conversation, right, Ethan, so my, what's your thing my, of the week? Yeah. <laughs> unimportant thing of the week all right we'll do that um all right so i actually my thing of the week was i hinted i mean i i think i it was my thing of the week but it wasn't uh an official thing because we didn't have one i commented on it when we were doing our live podcast about the uh challenge um winners but my thing of the week and and the reason i picked it is because i used it a ton this weekend and i just i really do think it's one of the best best uh, things ever. So uh, my thing of the week is the G G V S ellipse dust dust half mask respirator. Sorry, that's a lot of that's a tongue twister, but uh, <laughs> it's it, it's basically a respirator or you know a mask that you wear in the shop, and it, it is so good. Uh, so I'm looking at it right now. It is available still on Amazon. It wasn't for a long, long time, 
it's $25. So it's not cheap, but I also would say it's worth every penny because it is super low profile. You can put that thing on around your head. It has filters and you don't even feel it. it re- you really, really don't. So it is one of the best masks I've ever worn. And uh, so, yeah, so that's why it's kind of getting my second and a half or my first and a half thing of the week uh, is the GVS mask. It's awesome. So it's check it it's, out. It's good. Now that I have the name of it, I'm going to actually look it up because I'm I have my RZ mask, but I think I'm going to look for something a little more a little like does it does it handle fumes? Also? Yes. Yes. OK, so, so that's, then, that's so something the RZ I need to mask. Get. Like I have an RZ mask. That's mm-hmm. a, that's my go to if I'm just like sanding something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but this mask, but I'm almost I almost put this mask on now, even for that kind of stuff, because it's because it's so comfortable. Uh, it's, it's super like the, what I don't like the other, uh, like ones that have the, um, filters and stuff like that is they're so bulky that it, it, you feel it, right. It's like kind of heavy on your face and stuff like that. And this one is just like, it's, it's, it's really, really nice. It's a game changer for sure. So cool. we'll have, yeah. we'll have the link in, we'll have the links in the show notes. Um, yeah, that's and it's not that expensive either, which no, is kind exactly. of cool. It's like yeah. 30 bucks, which is yeah. freaking fantastic. Awesome. Steve, we may uh, we usually let the guests go first. Yeah, sorry, but, we I think I feel like we uh dragged that on, but you are definitely you are definitely getting to go next because you brought something to the table that was that had us dying in the halftime show. So <laughs> you okay <laughs> did we lose you again <laughs> no no i'm here can you hear me <laughs> yeah you're good um okay what is your what's your thing of the week okay so this is brought to my attention today by my friend neil from his son jack age eight and uh, <laughs> it's called wow. it's called it's called florida man <laughs> and it's basically you just google <clears throat> The words Florida man and then your birthday, whatever it is, 1024, 325. And apparently Florida is such a crazy place that a Florida man does something disturbingly weird on every day of the year. (laughs) (laughs) So, for example, I can give you mine. Let's see. Uh, Well, actually, literally type type (laughs) like what we're doing right now. We're all three of us are going to do this. We're going to type in. Florida man and our birth date. And then here you go. Yep. We'll go. Let's Steve give his and then we'll, uh, we'll throw a couple out there. Cause these are actually really funny. Okay. I'm actually, uh, here's one. Florida man confesses to killing grandfather pulls human ears from pocket during questioning. what does that even mean (laughs) oh man i can see it i can see it visually (laughs) it's like what was it time was it um um time soldier what was no no what was the the john claude van damme movie Uh, time cop no no the other one with the with the with the ear with dolph lundgren in the ears um Uh, oh Go ahead, I'll I'll find it. But yeah, that was that's what. Wow, grabs <laughs> ears while being questioned. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Universal Soldier. That was it. Universal Soldier. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I just Googled Dolph Lundgren ear movie. And again, oh, yeah, Universal <laughs> Soldier, of course. Obviously, what else, obviously. What else would it be? Ethan, your turn. All right. So mine is Florida Man, February 10th. Florida Man arrested for throwing alligator through drive through window. <laughs> obviously, that's what happens on my birthday. Obviously. <laughs> and I don't even know how you, like, I don't think I could throw anything through a drive through window, let alone an alligator. That's, I mean, you know, it's. I'm Florida. kind of impressed. I'm not that's, even mad. I'm kind of impressed. It's quite a feat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, January real, 28th. Re- reality's more elastic in Florida. the space-time continuum's a little bit squidgy a little bit squidgy january 28th a florida resident is charged with a felony after allegedly stealing pills he believed to be opioids they were actually laxatives (laughs) that is just the best freaking the ending paragraph the the undocumented ending to that story is oh so here's the deal guys um if you you can go to you could do the Florida man search on Google that works we did that um, you can go to reddit.com slash r slash Florida man which is always a hoot that's a subreddit I've actually been subscribed to forever but another way if you go to Florida man birthday challenge.com you can they've actually categorized at least one event for pretty much every day of the year which is kind of disturbing if you're if you're a Florida man, you might need to rethink what you're doing with your life. <laughs> mm. Mm. I feel like I feel like Chris from mm. Cowdog. It'll be like <clears throat> Florida man wears Crocs and throws away all of his hand tools. <laughs> that would be Chris. Yep, that was a really. I feel like I could have made that so much better, but yeah, that's okay. You know, yeah, you did every, it on the uh, fly. leave it in the comments for a better comment for Chris from Cowdog. And if you are a Florida man and you've not done anything crazy, then we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to know why you haven't done anything crazy yet and what you're doing with your life, because right. you should be doing crazy things if you're a Florida man. Usually we take this opportunity and I'm going to right now to thank the people that make the show possible every week. So. Here they are. Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde. Dave from Atomic Airship Works. Emily Joyce. Ed from Ed's Clocks and More. Rory from RLL Woodworks. Chris from Full Steam Designs. Jeff Stein, a.k.a. a weird guy. Debbie Haddock. Jerry Hyduke. Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft. Dean Duplantis. Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art. Robert J. Keller. Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY. The one and only Grant Alexander. Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from IMakeJake.com, Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, and Justin Offler, aka Bear Make It. Thank you, everybody, for making this show possible every week and for your financial contributions. We appreciate all of it. If you want to make a contribution to the show that's not of the financial variety, feel free to leave a review, share the show, talk about it, get some people interested and get some people to come in and listen to the show because we really do appreciate that just as much as the financial donations. Not everybody's in a position to give money right now. And you know what? If you're not, there are other ways you can help the show if you were so inclined. But just know that whatever you decide to do, it is always appreciated. Steve, one of the things I always like to ask before we close out an interview with a guest, um, and especially in your case, because it's just like every, it seems like you're always trying new things and new, more interesting things. What's, what's next for Steve Casino? Like, what are you, are you looking to try something new in particular? Are you looking to learn something new or 
is there some, I mean, we know we have the art show in October, which we will give, we'll remind you all of as we get closer to it, obviously, in case you're out in the greater Los Angeles area and you'd like to go visit and say hi to Steve, but is there anything coming up or anything you're going to be working on or anything you're going to start, you know, diving into to learn something new? Um, well, I, I like to take old toys and make them new again. So I'm, I'm doing something pretty cool with a Jack in the box right now. Ooh. And that, that should be out soon. Ooh. Uh, oh, but it man. involves, it involves sculpting, sewing, a uh, bunch of other different things that I haven't done before. So. Ooh, well, sewing, I mean, yeah. So sewing is the main one. Yeah. <laughs> not, not I really have a sewing machine sewing. I have no idea how to use, so I <laughs> yes. can totally relate. Yeah. I just yes. have no idea how to use it. It's sad that it's sitting in my basement. It's practically brand new. It's never been used by me. It's very sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, and everybody the, keeps the, telling me how easy it is. So <laughs> there, there are these uh, jack-in-the-boxes that Mattel made back in the 60s, maybe up to the 80s, but they're, they're tin for in the sixties and there's actually a pretty cool documentary on YouTube of how they were made in, in the factory. But I really like those in the format. So I'm, I'm going to do some stuff with those. Oh, what's oh, the documentary? I remember uh, these. Just, just type in Mattel Jack in the box and, and it goes oh, through the whole right. process of making it from scratch. I, and that I, might I, be that, my thing of the week next week. Yeah. <laughs> I totally remember these. I re, I'm looking at pictures of them. I totally remember these. And the clown. I remember this clown with the with the blue polka dot. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? Like how you you forget about something. You forget about something. It goes way back into the ether, and then somebody brings it up, and you take a look, and you're like, whoa. I, not only do I remember that, but I remember the sound. I remember how it felt to crank it. Like. Oh wow, that is so cool! I think that's a little bit of your your work, Steve. Though is also like it, it, there's that like sentimental or like nostalgic feeling. Yeah, when I look at your work, I'm just like, oh my god, I miss the Ninja Turtles. You know, like <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's, what, that's yeah. what I was saying before. Like, I love I one of the things I love about Steve's work is that it always triggers something in me because I. Yeah. I feel like we're of the same like era. So the, mm -hmm. the stuff that, you know, he and I, you know, and you know, even you, Ethan, I know you're a little younger, but you're still of the same general mm -hmm. era. You know, you look back at this stuff so fondly because that was all that stuff was my childhood. And every time you make something, Steve, every time you make something with a Ninja Turtle on it, it's like, I'm ready to jump for joy because that was like my Ninja Turtles were my life when they, <laughs> when they were hot. So. Yeah. They great. were red just, hot. Yeah, I, I, I don't know anyone that didn't love the cartoons, the toys. It was just, just fantastic. Um, I know we're about to close off, but ha have you guys watched the toys that made America? Uh -huh. on, um, the, the only Ninja episode Tur I didn't watch was the Barbie one. For, yeah, just, yeah. But I don't the, know why the only one you really it. need to watch is the Ninja Turtle one, because that yeah. one's fantastic. That so, was a great <laughs> show. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're all, Anyways, they're all actually fantastic, because it's like I, like, I don't care about He-Man, but mm -hmm. it, was yeah. uh, it was fantastic. Like every single one, like I, I don't care about Hello yeah. Kitty. It's still fantastic. Yeah. But it's so interesting. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and it's uh, the Ninja Turtle one. I was so interested in the fact that they were like the, like they were like fought back and forth about like how dark it should be and how like, mm -hmm. you know, like commercial it should be and all those things. Uh, yeah. Love that show. But yeah. Yes. What I've loved about what I really love about, about YouTube in particular, 
Um, when you kind of find a weird niche and you really just lean into it, YouTube is very good at keeping you in that niche. And a while ago, I started watching like old toy videos and toy resto videos. And I discovered like a whole bunch of like YouTube, like classic toy and retro toy people. So I like guys like Dan Larson from Toy Galaxy and um, Gen X Grown Up. And I could probably just rattle off a bunch of names, but it's amazing how many people are into the same stuff. You know, it's it the nostalgia that the nostalgia that we have for this stuff is the same as theirs. And everybody expresses it differently. Like some people express it by collecting it and then you got a guy like steve who expresses it by creating it it's just so freaking neat to watch i'm I'm telling you man i'm I'm so grateful that jackie tried to do what you do because it turned me on to your stuff and i just enjoy every post so much i'm I'm blown away by your work the warm fuzzy feelings every time it's so great (laughs) that's Um, so great to hear thanks and we really do appreciate you coming on and sharing so much of your time this evening with us. It's been it's been a lot of fun finally getting to talk to you and uh, look forward to see what's coming next from you, man, because you keep blowing our minds every day. So I can only imagine this is like just this is like we're I feel like we're early in getting our minds blown and there's like a lot more mind blowing to come. So that's really oh, great. absolutely. But thank you so much for joining Thanks. us. And oh, you're welcome. Thanks. It's great being on here. And thank you, you everybody for li- thanks everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it as always. Um, I'll have all of Steve's information in the show notes. This way you can you go definitely find him. Have to check it out. You definitely. I'm telling you, he says he's a bad YouTuber. Don't worry, his YouTube videos are still mind blowing. And his <laughs> but his Instagram. Let's just put it this way, okay? His Instagram has 214 thousand followers. There's a reason that many people tune in to see it, what he's and doing. And it should be next. four times that. I, I, I mean, yeah, you could be one of those million people very easily. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, it's every, I, I told a couple of people you were coming on and they're like, oh, I love that guy. I'm like, all right, cool. There you go. Well, we got him. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. We will be back again next week. We do have guests lined up. We have big guests, small guests, happy guests, sad guests. No, I'm kidding. We have, we do have plenty of guests coming up. So the conversations are going to continue, but you have to tune in and we will be back again next week. Have a good one, everybody.